Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 77 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. This week, we're speaking to one of the legends of Irish Greyhound Racing, and that, of course, is uh, trainer Dolores Root. So we're going to welcome Dolores to the podcast now. So thanks for joining us, Dolores. Yeah, and thanks, Barry, for having me on. Delighted. Uh, it's a privilege. As I was saying off here, um, a great time to be speaking um, with you, Dolores. Obviously, we were all reading that wonderful piece on Talking Dogs by uh, Ian Fortune last week. Dolores Root is back with a public trainer's licence. Yeah, great to be back. Um, very exciting and really looking forward to the challenge. And of course, look, we'll go into detail maybe a bit about some of your success and how you got in sport, I should say. Um, you, you certainly got off to a flying start in Shelburne Park last weekend with your very first runner. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, I only got her in at, uh, just after Christmas. Uh, she's a bitch called Reckless Nanny and Freebo Bread Bitch. So um decided that really the Puppy Oaks was going to be her target. So I was keen to just get a race or two into her around Shelburne Park and ran her in the um, unrace there. And um, yeah, she looked impressive enough. She um, showed a nice bit of pace. She was very green, but um, plenty of improvement to come. And she looks a nice one for the future. Yeah, as you said, um, you know, it was a, a real, I suppose, likeable performance and, and certainly staying on strongly there in the closing stages and, you know, shot up through the inside there um, late on and, and going on to land the spoils in fine style. So it's obviously, um, you know, a, a lady with a bright future, no doubt. Yeah, I'd like to see her now, um, you know, step up from that. But I think she's well capable of doing that. And, um, you know, I think the... Puppy Oaks will really suit her. She loves Shelburne. Um, I deliberately went to Shelburne because I didn't think Newbridge would be her track. And I think the decision was the right one. She uh, really, you know, was able to show her pace, especially down the back straight. And um, she's very strong coming home too. So, um, yeah, I'm very happy with her. Brilliant stuff. Certainly was a great performance and uh, getting off to a flying start once again in, in, in the training ranks. And tell us, Dolores, um, about your, your setup at the moment and uh, what kind of numbers have you? Yeah, look, I've only just got back into it um, in the last, say, month. Um, so there's been a lot of work being done in the kennels at the moment. Um, I had, as people know, I'd taken a you know, backseat from the industry for the last four years. So um, the kennels were left lying there and um, I decided to completely revamp them. So everything's been newly done. Uh, The kennels are all newly um, been refurbished and new paddocks, got fabulous new paddocks in. Um, We got like the horse arena sand surface put into them so that it's easy on their legs. And um, just we're working on the gallop at the moment. And um, we bred some pups, so just got the place rearranged for it to have the pups again. And, um, yeah, did a lot of uh, maintenance on the place. And it's starting to take shape, but still more work to be done. So it's a work in progress, but made huge progress in the last six weeks. Tremendous amount done. 
So um, very happy with it at the moment as it is even. Very good, Dolores. Sounds like you're very excited, as you said, um, about this new challenge. Yeah, very excited. Um, look, four years ago, I stepped back from breeding and racing due to some personal reasons. Um, but at the time, the greyhound industry, like it had turned like sour milk. Um, but like time away um, has seen many changes, both uh, from my personal front and um, in the greyhound industry. Um, there's been some inspirational changes that have taken place. And that's, you know, thanks to some tremendous work behind the scenes by so many people. Um you know, the horizon is now looking very good and with COVID turning the corner. Um, life for me, like for, as a greyhound trainer, is definitely alive and kicking. Um, the greyhound, you know, industry um, to me has now turned, I hope, like freshly whipped cream and that it's on everybody's lips. Yeah, that's... And that- um, a new CEO lady... Um, you know, that's music to my ears, <laughs> being a lady <laughs> in a man's world. So, you know, I'm very excited about that happening. Um, and I hope there's better, even better news, you know, on the horizon. And that um, she's going to dish out a really top class menu that's going to be on the top of the list. And, um, you know, that that um, cream... Um, becomes delicious that um, everybody wants, you know, a piece of it, and that it's on the top of en- everyone's menu. Yeah, let's let's hope so, Dolores. And you must have been, I suppose, uh, touched by all the the lovely comments um, since that piece went up on on, on um, talking dogs and it's been shared across all the platforms and um, social media. A lot of love out there for Dolores Root. Yeah, no, I was blown away by it. To be honest, um, you know, I think the support that was out there and the excitement from everybody it was a tremendous lift for me and it was a real good feel factor that I had so much support out there I was absolutely inundated with messages from phone calls to text messages to face uh, messenger Facebook posts Um, it was absolutely mind-blowing and I just have to say a big thank you to everyone because you know the greyhound industry is about passion and love greyhounds and um, to have been welcomed back in such a warm way was definitely a great boost for me and um, I just a big thank you to everyone and I'll certainly do my best for all my um, like a lot of the past owners are coming back with me, but certainly for new owners as well, I will give it my absolute utmost and give it every opportunity to, you know, do as much as I can for the industry as well. So I'm really, really um, excited and thrilled about that. Yeah, we all are, Dolores. And, uh, you know, speaking of owners and stuff like that, have you many greyhounds at the moment to go to battle with? Uh, just four bitches at the moment, and um, I have some pups, but the pups that I have here were all sold to owners that I had in the past, so that was tremendous that they all came back, and I even had 
people, you know, ringing me up saying now that you're back in the game and going to get a dog again. So that's really encouraging because it means that I'm going to bring new owners back into the sport as well as owners that I've had. And people have said, oh, now that you're, you know, back at racing, I'm going to get a dog. And, you know, that's that's a great feeling that people either had got out of having a dog or, you know, never had a dog. I'm after getting in some very good new owners. I even have new owners there from Canada and that came through the rehoming of dogs. One of my dogs went out to Canada and was rehomed Elvis and now those people have purchased a puppy from me and want to race it here in Ireland. So, you know, we're reaching far afield and uh, you know, that, that's great. Great for the sport. It sure is. That's um, fantastic to hear. And, you know, before we talk about maybe uh, past uh, successes, I, I presume your, your kennel door is open for a very fast dog, if anyone's listening? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, that's why I took out public license this time, because before I did it really the hard way, I was breeding all my own champions. And, you know, it that in itself is very time-consuming, but when you, you know, bring in the element of having to race them and go to England and everything, um, you know, that was, it's, it's very hard um, when you're trying to do the combination of everything, and I've great ad- admiration for those people that do it. Um, but we were tremendously lucky in the success that we had but um, it would be nice to concentrate a little bit more on the racing rather than having to wait for the young pups to be born and produced. And I always did small numbers. So, um, you know, it would be nice to get in a few different dogs from, you know, some good owners and uh, see what we can do. Um, you know, it's a different challenge. So see how we could do that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, and of course, with your CV and, and, and previous track record, I don't think there'd be any um, shortage of dogs in, 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 in that department. But just going back to the very start, um, Dolores, um, tell us a bit about yourself um, growing up and where the passion and love came for a great sport. Yeah, look, my family steeped in greyhound racing. Um, I have pictures of me in the Phoenix Park with dogs when I was like two and a half, three years of age uh, at walking greyhounds. So I was born and bred into the sport. And, you know, my family are renowned in greyhound racing. My sister Frances, my brother James, uh, sister Shirley, you know, they're all um, involved in greyhound racing and have had great success. So it's definitely bred into us. And I always had, you know, love. All I ever wanted to do when I was at school was to go greyhound racing so convinced my father god rest him at 15 to let me leave school so i never did my junior cert and i just went straight into um looking after dogs he was sick at the time looked after those dogs and then i took out a license then in 1992 so it all started then i moved down to Kildare and i rented a kennels first and then um, I got the place here a year later that uh, I've resided in ever since. 
Very good. And, you know, there's been so much um, success since you took out the, the license back then, multiple classic successes. But I suppose the ones everyone really talk about, of course, are, are, are the derbies. And you've been uh, fortunate enough to, to win derbies on both sides of the sea. Yeah, true. One, we won three derbies, but like I always think of the three that I lost. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep saying to myself, should have been six, uh, but that's the hunger in me. Uh, yeah, got beat ahead in three derby finals as well, so kind of that always hurts a little. Uh, so that makes you even more determined to come back and try get a fourth derby win. Um, yeah, look, it's been tremendous winning three, but um, I don't want to stop there. I um, have a great passion to go on and, you know, try and win a few more. But still, those three that I lost by a head still niggle away at me every uh, that's what we like to hear and I'm sure the, the owners will like to hear that as well the, the hunger um, still in the belly and just maybe a quick word on, on 1996 um, Shanless uh, Slippy winning the uh, the famous English Greyhound Derby yeah my god that was a whirlwind um, you know I was only wasn't long in training a couple of years and go over there um, and to win it undefeated what a brilliant greyhound he was and he had won the produce stakes undefeated as well so he'd won 13 in a row and people were saying oh my god he's gone for his 13th uh, straight win um, you know might be unlucky and but I'm a great believer in um, being positive and that you make a lot of your own luck and I believe in this game mindset plays a huge part and I just was convinced I had it in my stomach I had it in my head that that dog was going to win that derby and 13 or no 13 was going to be my lucky 13 so what a brilliant dog he was um it was a pleasure to have trained him and to I reared him actually as well here. I got him at 13 weeks, so to have reared him as well, it made it even sweeter. He was a beautiful dog as well, so great achievement. Yeah, it sure was. Um, what a remarkable uh, sequence that was. And we're going to go on to 2006 now, Razzle Dazzle Billy. Um, as I was saying to you, um, when I touch base to you about this interview, I can remember that great dog being paraded here at my local track um, in Yall, of course. I think he was bred out the road by um, Mikey Power of the Unlikely Kellens. Right. Kellens. And tell us how you came about Razzle Dazzle Billy. Yeah, it was through Don Cuddy, believe it or not, but rest Don Cuddy. He was um, a tremendous doggy person, a Hall of Fame in Ireland and America. And Don came back from America and said that he had seen um, the Bretleys and that we should invest in buying some pups by Bretley. And at this stage, nobody had heard about Bretley hardly in Ireland. And Liam went out, that's my partner, Liam Marks, Liam went out and any Bretleys he could manage to get he bought now we only ended up where we could buy uh, five altogether puppies but um, two of those were out of Inky Black and um, the litter brother was a great dog as well he was top class in England and we were very lucky to have got Billy but the amazing story about Billy is um, I was after having an accident at the time and um, my sister had got him, Shirley, to rear him for a few months. 
and when he came up to Shirley's, um, one of the two pups came up. One of them was um, a bit looked a bit sore, and she sent it back. And the pups that we got in exchange turned out to be razzled as a Billy. Yeah, I actually heard that. The, I heard that story you now on many occasions, and I thought they were really winding me up. So it's actually true. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That that's unbelievable. And did you know from day one that he was special, Dolores? Absolutely. Went down to Bantir and I hand slipped him. And when I hand slipped the two brothers, himself and the brother, and I said to Liam when I walked off the track, I said, "There's the top class dog there." But I said, "This one will be your Derby winner." He just showed the most amazing ability. Um, he was he was an absolute super super dog he was he was an enigma um he had his own mind he was a funny dog at home he lived in the house a lot of the time while he was being trained and um he oversaw Liam as his competition so there was even one day Liam came down and left him a case in the uh, hall and he actually just went over to the case and he cocked his leg on it and he said you can piss off out of here we're not coming in here so he was a real character of a dog brilliant dog yeah and of course um, that, that special final back in September in, in 2006 uh, great commentary of course from the late Michael Fortune I think it was along the lines of injury or no injury something along those lines anyway tell us Sam um, about uh, the lead up to the final Oh my God, what a week. Uh, everything looked to be going great until the Wednesday. And of course, uh, when I train dogs, they're dogs and I have to work them. Um, and I decided that, you know, we had to keep the routine. It was very important. And he galloped on the Wednesday and he dislocated the ligament in his toe. So um, I thought, my heart sank I said that's it um, you know this, he'll have to be withdrawn every emotion went through my head that day that evening I um, I even got out the care of the racing greyhound manual just to see if I could see a miracle in that book but Danny McHenry was um, a brilliant vet he's retired and Danny came out on the Wednesday evening and we went to work on the dog and he came back out on the Friday and he said, look, he said, I'm really happy with um, the way things are going. He said, I'd take a chance and run him. Um, but what we did was, um, because Billy was, you know, you had to get into his head a lot. And he was a real, he was so well named, Razzle Dazzle Billy, because he was such a showman. And he loved showing off. And when we go into the track, Liam, when he'd be walking around before racing, when he'd have an empty or pee out, Liam would say, go on, Billy. And he'd show off and he'd dig up the sods. They'd be flying everywhere. So the more Liam would say to him, go on, show off, Billy, the more he'd do it. So I had this thing in my head that if he went in for the derby, he still had to be Billy going into the track. So I actually put a big bandage on his foot and covered it with a sock so that when he went in, he was able to be Billy and still kick up the sods and may not be worried if he banged his toe or hurt his toe while he was doing that. And um, he went in and as far as Billy was concerned, everything was normal. He wasn't feeling the toe because he had the bandage on. 
And then just before racing, I removed the bandage and the adrenaline of the night just got us both through. Um, I didn't think about it. I still had great belief in the dog. And I really believe that, you know, what you do as a person in training dogs really reflects into how they react. And I think that Billy picked up that he was going to win the derby so he didn't worry about the toe and um, he duly obliged he came out through the bars and went six clear down the back straight and that was it um, the adrenaline got us through so it was absolutely amazing it was some achievement yeah, it sure was, and that's another a remarkable story. I think it's it's up there with one of the the best ever performances in the Derby final. Still, I uh, look back at that, and just uh, I suppose uh, we, we'll fast forward a couple of years now, and uh, you've done it again with Razzle Dazzle George back in 2011. And I know this was another one you got great satisfaction out of because you actually bred um, Razzle Dazzle George. Yeah, it doesn't come any better um, to breed one like that. Um, it's just that's all your dreams come true it really is the most amazing incredible feeling um it has it just brings everything it brings um you know so much pleasure joy happiness satisfaction um you're just so proud that you produce this dog from birth all the way through and to go and win the derby that's the ultimate it's incredible um, I just loved absolutely every minute of it. So, George, he was a great dog, a great heart. He was in so many finals. He reached two derby finals. And, um, you know, another lion dog, I was told in the first round of the derby to withdraw him because he wouldn't go six rounds. And, my God, did he prove us wrong. He's just a fabulous dog. And such an exciting finish on that special night. Yes, short heads, but I knew we were just up because um, I was in a great spot. I was with Tom O'Neill and um, he, I broke his heart. Um, he was beating that head just like I had been done three other times. And God, I know that feeling. Um, but uh, yeah, brilliant dog. And uh, he was one of the first um, Pearl that we had um, great brood bitch she was the first mating to Kinlock Bray he was the new American sire at the time so um, he was the first she, Pearl was the first mating to Kinlock Bray so um, it was a great great um, feeling to have you know all that behind us yeah, very good. Um, special memories, no doubt. And I'm sure we, we could chat for the next hour or more with all the, the big races you won. I hope Ian Fortune didn't forget anything when he said two derby titles, an English derby crown, two laurels, a ledger, three Shelburne 600s, uh, two Corn Coo Collins, two champion stakes, an Irish Sprint Cup, a race of champions, two puppy derby successes, two Easter Cups and many more top events. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he didn't forget anything, Dolores, did he? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, so look, anything else, I suppose, before we finish it up, um, anything else stand out? Um, for racing? Yeah, and in terms of them big, them big wins... Oh, like, yeah, Kingo, um, he won two 600s, uh, only one other dog had ever achieved that. 
so he was a great dog and um, yeah that kind of covers the list there was nothing really else and I can just think that stood out um, you know we've as I say we've been very lucky to have trained some great dogs and have great owners so um, just really I never look back that much so I'm the whole time looking forward so I'm more thinking of uh, what lies ahead really than the past yeah, that sounds very good. And I suppose, look, in like in any sport, um, whatever anyone's involved in, you can't bear experience. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I certainly have plenty of that. And I will put all that um, into the dogs that will be coming to the fore. But also, you know, times change. Um, you know, there's a lot of new things um, that come into sport and you have to evolve and you have to change as well. So I'm very open-minded to all of that. Um, you know, I've even gone out and sourced some new equipment there for treating dogs. And, you know, you're the whole time looking for the edge. So, um, you know, that's my mindset always. And I'm always very, very open to new ideas. So I'll, you know, always um, be looking forward the whole time. Brilliant stuff. And uh, I suppose finally, before we finish up, we always like to ask um, our guests maybe about their hopes and, you know, dreams going forward. But I think it's uh, pretty obvious that um, Dolores Root is dreaming about more classic success because uh, you're certainly a born winner. Yeah, absolutely. I only ever think of, you know, winning the Derby. That's on my mind 24-7. I have no ambitions. Uh, only that I want to win the Derby again so I'll give it every effort for to make that happen um, I've always been very lucky as a child I had dreamt of winning the Derby so um, it came through three times so I'm still dreaming of winning the Derby again and I'll do everything in my power to achieve that uh, dream and that ambition I'm sure you will, Dolores. And um, as I said, I think that's about it. Is there um, anything else you'd like to add? No, I just would like uh, to say to everybody that I think the greyhound industry is now back in a very good place. Um, I think people need to get fully behind it and um, to be positive. And positivity is a very good vibe. And when you're positive, good things happen. And I think if people really, you know, give a positive attitude to the greyhound industry, great things will happen. And I can see a very bright future in it. Well, uh, um, certainly um, hope so, Dolores. Look, you were a wonderful guest. Um, great to have you on the podcast. Very interesting um, chatting to you. I'm sure we could have chatted for um, a long, long time, but um, that's it, um, you know, for, for, for this week's podcast. And uh, we look fo- forward to following the progress um, of your training journey once again. Thanks so much for joining us in the Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast. Thanks, Barry. Yeah, and I hope we can continue to razzle-dazzle them. Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs.